Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome to episode one of Untangling Web3 Webs. I am your host, Expohiti, aka Spirit Bear. I'm a musician, artist, farmer, and obviously a crypto NFT and all of Web3 enthusiast. Um, I'm making this podcast as a way for me to not only get all of the stuff that I'm, but also to, you know, share it with people so that it can help educate others so that they can learn about what's going on, how all of this stuff is is, uh, affecting the world and affecting them. And so that we can actually begin to um, position ourselves to be uh, um, better prepared for when everything is changing, because everything is changing, folks. And if you don't know, you need to start learning. Um, beginning with what is Web3, right? That's that's the uh, topic of this first podcast here, obviously, since this is episode one. Um, but first off, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening to it from. Um, make sure you're also following me. That's Expohiti. You can go to expohiti.com. That's X-B-O-H-I-T-I.com. Um, I'm on all social medias, and you can si- uh, see all the different projects I have um, from there, uh, including Web3Webs, which is the um, main part of this show where um, I'm actually creating free education for the public of all things Web3. I have free presentations that you can check out. There's four of them that uh, get extensively longer as you go on, um, going through everything from the beginning of basics of finance all the way up to um, smart contracts and things like that, uh, and goes through detail and everything. Uh, completely free. You don't have to pay for anything like that. And um, there's also links in there for continuing your education beyond just what's in the presentations there, because um, this podcast, Untangling Web Through Webs, a welcome, welcome, everybody who's joining in, um, is because there's so much information out there that we through it and, and break it apart piece by piece um, and, you know, figure out what's going on down this rabbit hole. Um, and basically, I've seen a lot of people out there putting out tutorials and, and um, education courses and stuff, not only are they charging crazy amounts of money, but oftentimes they're not giving the full picture. Um, they're focusing on just cryptocurrencies or just NFTs or things like that, when really it's it's a big entire economy of, of things that are coming, that are going to completely revolutionize just about everything in the world, right? So um, Web3 comes from um, the internet. And if you think, if you're not familiar with tech and the internet, this may be new to you, but the internet started out as what's called web one, right? Web one basically was just a a read and and, um, like you could read information, right? That was basically it. The people who owned the systems and, and ran the network were able to put stuff out that other people could read. Um, but you weren't able to actually create your own websites. You weren't able to put out your own stuff. There was no social media, stuff like that, right? Then comes along Web 2, the upgraded version of the internet, where now we have social media, we have email, um, we have all these different things, right, that are creating us a a more connected space. And um, that started the connected economy. Then that blew up the the internet right everyone heard about um how the tech stocks and all that stuff went up 
that was mainly from, from why that happened was when everything shifted over to web two, uh, because now people were able to create their own websites, um, promote their businesses, right? All these different things uh, on their own. Now, the only problem with that is that when you're putting stuff out onto these uh, um, platforms, for example, social media, like Facebook, et cetera, they actually own your data, right? They own anything that you put up there. So people have run into a lot of different copyright and, and uh, infringement issues and, and you know, different um, intellectual property issues around that subject, uh, especially with content creators. Now comes Web3, where you can actually own your data. So not only can you read and write like the previous Web1 and Web2, but you can also own the data. So this creates a whole other aspect of it, where now the content creator can now develop their own business without the need of middlemen, without the need of banks, without the need of all these different things, right? Um, not just content creators either. Anybody who runs a business or who, who wants to um, exchange something for some form of value. This creates that space for it to be possible because it creates a common economy where everything is verifiable, and we'll get to that in a second. And um, everything is permissionless. So everything runs automatically without having to have uh, um, you know, certain things being dependent upon from a human action. Of course, not everything is automated. There are some steps that you have to take on your own, a lot of the steps depending on what it is. But for the majority of the things like payments, et cetera, it's automated, it's, it's verifiable, it's tracked. Um, and that's done through what's called a blockchain. And I know I'm going on the very basics here. So if, if this is, um, you know, if you're already into all this stuff and you know all this, you might wanna just, you know, tune it out or just uh, maybe it'll be a refresher for you. But it's all uh, saved and, and recorded on a blockchain. And blockchain is a type of distributed ledger technology. What does that mean? Distributed ledger. Well, a ledger is a, a list of the, uh, of information, right? It distributed, and it's technology. So they're distributing a ledger through technology. There's different ways to do that. There's hashgraph, there's blockchain, et cetera. We're not going to get into that, right? But for now, we're talking about blockchain. So blockchain works basically as a, a network of computers are all running together, and they're all sharing this information together, right? Uh, um, whatever it be, whether it be a transaction, whether it be an, uh, um, the uh, uh, data for an art piece or whatever it is, right? They're sharing this information on their network across their different uh, um, nodes, as they call them. And they're being stored digitally. And in a way that if one of the nodes goes down, one like let's say one person, right, they, they're... Um, their uh, um, oh my gosh, their miners, excuse me, go down, and then that means that the rest of of uh, the network will then pick up the load. So, um, it's still there. It's not like in centralized systems like companies like uh, um, you know, Amazon, Google, whatever it be. Everything is centralized. If one of the, of the system goes down, it's all of it. Whereas with blockchain, if one goes down, there's the others that still have it, right? So this creates it 
a, a more secured system where information can then be uh, stored more long-term and with feeling that it's more secure because um, of course there are things get people get into all oh, EMPs and whatever. Right. But in a, when everything is working the way it's supposed to, this is probably one of the most secure ways to store and exchange information when value. Um, because also the way that it's done using all these different computers and, and right running that way um, where they're verifying transactions, it creates a, a more secure way for the blockchain to run, uh, excuse me, a more secure, uh, here, I'm messing up my wording here. It's more secure against hackers. There we go. And the reason for that is because in order to hack into a system and, and actually be able to take control of it, you need what's called a 51% or more attack. And that means you need to be able to take over 51% or more of the network. Being able to do that with a blockchain, um, at least a decentralized you know, blockchain, because there are some centralized blockchains, but a decentralized blockchain that's actually spout across many different nodes from many different people, it's almost impossible to hack that blockchain. Because that would mean, you know, somebody is going into the blockchain trying to change some of the information and, and say that there's more money than there is or, or whatever it be, right? That's pretty much impossible because if they do it to one node, right, let's say that they go to one node, they change their transaction from $10 to $100, right? Well, or, or 1000 whatever, let's make it. Well that node would read out, okay, a thousand, whatever, because it got hacked. And it would go to the next node and it would verify against the previous record because it's all linked in the chain, right? Then it would say, okay, this doesn't correlate to what the previous block said. So there's an error here and it immediately would stop the transaction. So that in itself is, is revolutionary with technology, right? that hasn't been done before um, of course there is electronic payments already right paypal zelle all these different things but they run through a centralized economy centralized business that actually has central servers which means that if they get it hacked into their servers your information is viable you know it's 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 there to be taken if if someone so chooses and that means your, your accounts can be drained, all these different things, right? And of course, there's in the uh, Web3 space, there are ways for you to lose your money as well. It's not like it's perfect, but it's a step up from, from what it was. And especially taking the, the power of your own finances back into your own control. Because at this point in time, if you have your money in the banks, if you have your money right sitting in cash, like physical dollars, you actually are at the mercy of the government because the government, the U.S. government and other governments around the world, but specifically I'm talking about the U.S. government, has been overprinting the, the currency. And I talk about this in presentations. You can check it out. Uh, so infl they're inflating the dollar, essentially, right? They're, they're printing so much, especially with the, the pandemic times. They printed, uh, I believe it was almost 10 times more than the entire circulating uh, um, supply. And that's insane. That is insane. That means that automatically your your value of your dollar is less. 
So let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in your bank that you've been saving up for your whole life, right? You got a hundred thousand dollars sitting there saving there. You're like, all right, I got a hundred thousand dollars. I'm good in case something happens. Only problem is the government's been sitting there printing money since you've been saving it, right? So that hundred thousand dollars that would have got you a lot more back 20, 30 years ago, who knows, is actually worth a lot less now because it's not going to stretch as far. Everything is more expensive now, right? Way more expensive, especially because of inflation. So because you let that $100,000 sit there without actually gaining any value against inflation, now you're actually not able to buy as much as you were used to. Um, and a lot of people are facing that cold reality right now. You know, people who had 401ks, all these different things. Um, and you got to be really careful with that. So this creates a way for you to be able to be your own bank, manage your own finances, and actually build wealth against um, inflation and even beyond that. Going forward into generations that can be tracked and verified and passed on, right? So... This is the next step for finance, for technology. And if you're not going to take the time to look into it and understand it, you're going to be left behind. And that's a, that's a sad fact. Um, when everything does start to shift, because the U.S. government it's, and other countries you know, across the world have already started to put out uh, um, documentation showing that they are going to be converting to these digital currencies, Yes, we already have digital dollars, but I'm talking about something specific. It's called a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. This is a currency that's not only digital, but is run completely by the government and has programma programmability, excuse me, programmability. So the government can program the money that they are paying out to the public, meaning let's say your company that you work for only wants you to, to spend your money at certain places. They can do that. They can set it where the paycheck they send you can only be used at certain places. And then if it's used anywhere else, it's invalid. They can also make it to where the value of your, of your currency or your CBDCs can go down over a certain amount of time. So let's say if you don't spend your money within two weeks, it's down to zero or, or whatever value. They can do that. This can all be done through programming of CVDCs. And if that doesn't, you know, start your, your mind to wonder about how am I going to do, how, how, what am I going to do when all this is, is starting to happen and how is it going to affect me, then, you know, you need to start doing that. Um, and this isn't to try and scare you. This isn't try to, you know, I'm not trying to be on my soapbox and everything like that. Um, but I'm just trying to, you know, uh, set set the, the image of, of what's actually going on out there and help you understand that it, you need to take the time to learn this. Um, so that's why I'm providing these uh, presentations. I'm doing these podcasts now. I've been trying for a while to find a good pos uh, podcasting pro uh, platform. Uh, I've done Anchor, works a little bit, but there's really no exposure. Um, I tried Stereo. Stereo was okay. There's a lot of strange shows on there, and um, 
the program just doesn't work that well. It, a lot of connection issues. And now I found this app, the Colin app. So we're trying this out today. This is my first podcast on this app. So far, so good. I haven't actually heard myself speaking because I can't hear it right now. Um, but I'll check it out here and see how it goes. And if all is well, I'll be posting up episode two. So that was just me, you know, going over everything for really, really quick first episode. Don't want to go too far things. Um, for those of you who are listening to the recording, you can come back next time. You can even uh, follow me and ask questions if you'd like. But come back next time on episode two. Ask questions during the show and I'll uh, answer them live. And we'll get through this entire um, web that is Web3. So I'm Expo Hedy, a.k.a. Spirit Bear. Follow me at all platforms at Expo Hedy. Go to expohedy.com where all the links are. Um, I did just drop a new project, a new NFT project, for those of you who know about that kind of stuff. Um, it is a humanitarian-focused project where 80% of the funds will actually be used to buy food for people who need it the most. Um, and I'm going to be posting videos about you know the donations and everything like that. So go ahead and check that out as well. It's all linked on my website. Um, thank you all for being here and listening. Take care, and I'll see you next time.